He writes them in his newsletter. This is our third issue this year, conspiracy theory. He sends them out. <laughs> now, one of his theories is true. Can you prove any of this? Absolutely not. Only he doesn't know which one. Must have hit a nerve with one of those articles in there. But his enemies do. How many subscribers do you have? Five. Oh, they're dead. Conspiracy Theory. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. What is Conspiracy Roulette? Well, it's an episode where each brother picks a random conspiracy theory to bring to the group for discussion. It's fun and no one loses any money. We talk about aliens and the Bible, Shakespeare, Gnosticism, Bardcore, and so much more. So step on up and watch us spin the Against All Oddities Mysterious Wheel of Conspiracy Roulette. Welcome to Hey, 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 <laughs> welcome to Against All Oddities, where we are three brothers talking about weird and strange and paranormal and uh, consciousness and UAPs and remote viewing, all the fun stuff. So today we're doing a deep dive where we each pick a conspiracy, serious, funny, I don't know, we haven't talked to each other yet. Uh, I'm, I'm youngest brother, Tim. Uh, middle brother chris i'm nate so before we <laughs> jump into the conspiracies we'll each name what ours is and then i have a funny thing about what me and nate did last week and then we'll catch up with chris and then oh yeah go. yeah yeah tim what's yours just give us a little teaser da, 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 da. jesus is an alien or was an alien yes <laughs> i'm already into it uh mine i'm just gonna say to be or not to be i already know what that is all right nate what's yours yes there's only one way off this rock <laughs> i'm into it uh before we get there what have we been up to it's been you know we did we're a monthly podcast so a lot of shit happens between the last month and this month and what, what have you guys been up to well i last week i went up me and my wife Alicia and my two kids, we went up to Nate and Mary's house for three and a half days, three nights, four days, something like that. That's like a long time with the kids. That's like a that's yeah, like but six. they love it up there. They had a big yeah, time. Of um, yeah. So uh Nate needed help getting some trusses onto a structure, like a I'll pavilion. find a picture and post it, but it's gonna be a minute. Yeah, and uh and so we had to cut out the wedges the little bird's beak things and get these giant pieces of wood 12 feet up in the air and we got it in a half a day it was like impossibly hard but we did it and then uh we got the wood up and we started putting the metal roof up um which is great uh we we got through it we shot off fireworks nate took the kids on tractor rides and stuff it was a lot of fun but i don't know how this happened 
<laughs> but it was it was hot and I knew it was gonna be hot. And then we'd get out there early while it was shady. And then like Nate was like, I'm gonna go cut this bird's beak thing out of that truss and then I'm gonna raise it up. And I was like, okay. And I climbed up on the roof. And then uh, I looked over and Nate went from the shade into the sun. <laughs> and he turned into the guy from Indiana Jones melting, like the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> opened up. And, like, and I was like, what? what? And then I turned into the guy from Crusades where I looked at my hands and they shriveled up. And I was like, Since we're an audio medium of podcast, uh, the, the, the Carroll brothers are what they call in the old days, pale. <laughs> we, are, we are a pasty clan of people and, uh, and we, uh, don't do well in the sun. So yeah, no, it was, it was seriously like, uh, what was the other Chronicles of Riddick when the sun was coming out and it was like, <laughs> like, it was, really hot. It was, so it was really hot. hot. But yeah. there's also something wrong with me with sweating and uh here you know, like sweat. the day, so the day after we had like one panel left to put up or like three panels and um the uh, Mar uh Mary's dad came over and he helped me put up the last few and I had to climb up on top and I weigh 50 pounds more than 10. So those boards were creaking while I was straddling the top of it, trying to put on the last piece. But the funny part, it sweats like dropping off me and hitting this metal roof. I'm putting up and strolling down all the way down. Like it's just running off my face <laughs> and then sprinkling on Mary's dad. He's like, what's wrong with you? Uh. Like, why are you doing this? You were sweating uh, a lot. Yeah, something's wrong with me. You were like uh, on so. your third T-shirt of the night, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna," get out, and it's pitted out. I like how you also put your ladder <laughs> inside the back of a truck to get. That's how gold. I got the last piece on the very edge. Like, <clears throat> I'll oh, back so, the truck up. So for our listening audience, yeah, Nate is showing. It's gonna be on our YouTube or on our website, but like pictures of this. What we're this long shed, a gathering place at Nate's house, and uh, classic style. You put a ladder that's not long enough to reach the the pitch of the roof on the bed of a pickup truck and it will sort Ditch of an extra couple of feet we'll see not climb far up enough yeah, no, it's, it's not far enough so at the top of the just the post is 12 feet to give you wow. how tall it is so this is no, no this is 10 feet and then so that's another like you know 15, i don't know total. six yes yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 16 feet to the top which doesn't sound that high, but when you're 60 feet up, it definitely feels that high up. And uh, Tim was high. a trooper. Tim did really well. Like, here's a, a good shot of Tim. Because I put up pl safety plywood. Yeah, you can't see it there, walk on the, the safety plywood, every time Nate stepped on it, would bend like the, uh, <laughs> like the experiments of gravity where they drop a heavy ball on the sheet and it just bends in that one place and everything else circles around it. That was all the plywood was orbiting <laughs> and making cracking noises i was like i'll get up it's fine i'm um, too cheap to buy scaffolding or rent it so no, some no, no. half inch plywood across and then uh the uh that remember chris and i for tim's 40th we split a toolkit a toolkit for tim and yeah, i was like, hey, was like bring your toolkit tim had never opened the box he had opened the box so i got to open tim's present hey, and then i started it. messing with all of it and so i don't know what we would have done without that stuff though it was like hey, invaluable it worked out but all right, it was fun. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of sweat. I uh, I took a break from my only drinking once a week so I could actually like enjoy the nighttime after 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, let's get to our time. I don't have anything. I have a child, so my life. My, we well, got. We sent you. It was your birthday. We sent you snacks. Did you eat them? I ate a lot of candy. Uh, you sent me like 42 pounds of candy. I, I actually, so I work at this school. And so I basically put all the candy on my desk. Dude, you got so nothing. people just come in and take a handful yeah. because I can't eat that much Tootsie Roll. It's like 12 pounds of Tootsie there. Rolls, mostly Tootsie Rolls. Uh, the, uh, it was good. No, uh, I, I was fine. You know, I didn't do uh, my general yeah. birthday celebration was put in hold until next year just because um, yeah, life is sucky <laughs> with the newborn. Uh, sleeping. No, it's like we're sleeping, but I'm just sleeping awkwardly. I have a morbid question. Okay. Uh, what if you took his bassinet and instead of a bed sheet, you took a pig skin? Because it only feels if, like only if you skin. send me a pig skin. It has to be warm, though. Jesus, oh. that's kind of gross. Well, you can where did the pig skin come from? Because I was thinking human skin. Tim knows like... when he needs a human <laughs> oh, skin. You smoke skin too or... many things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're right. I have. Tim spends too much time with pork. You smoked a whole hog, and as the it would be like, what if you had a skin bed? Was what I thought of. For, uh, I don't for think your child to sleep on. I will say no one smoked that hog. All three of us watched as in horror. It was, <laughs> we kind of desecrated it was so that hog. Terrible. Uh, hey, but hey, it tastes all right. Hey, what about um? Would you have any moral? like problems if you had a robot watch the baby all night if you could like Fuck, man. turn on got, a robot i got no moral problems with this baby like robot you want would to... need the pigskin though i'm fine with a robot what if you took the robot and covered the robot in pigskin that's what i'm saying i'll do it if you send me both of those things i don't you wouldn't even need to cover the whole robot just it's no chat. just a, like a 15 pound baby's worth of pigskin didn't that was a study with uh, the the whole thing where they had the the chimps and one of the chimps like they would separate the chimp from the mother and then the poor chimps that didn't have any contact would just psychologically not oh see it kills but me every the, time but the chimp yeah but they took a robot like like bit not a robot like basically a mannequin with a bottle but they put a faux fur chest on it and the that chimp was fine because it clung to the faux fur and sucked on the bottle it developed just fine because it thought it had a mama anyway on to content conspiracies as a as a oddities podcast and also people we are interested in like some bizarre theories like fuck like most conspiracy theories we you know what i mean like it's like it's such like obvious like uh projection of of like one's own failures onto other things you know like i i like i think like to think that we're looking at conspiracy theories like romantically like we're trying to make to me like the romantic image being the sea is deeper the sky more distant you know like the world is we're bigger. trying to find answers to life or, or we're trying to we make, didn't even know existed or that we're trying to make life more mysterious like more exciting because it is exciting like carl sagan would always say like this is like insane like the, the fact that any of this is here is like like insane and it should be like we don't need conspiracies to make the world more interesting, but like, I like that think that we're coming at conspiracies romantically to like right. make the river deep and the sky tall, the mountain, like unseeable, the horizon untouchable and not like societal Political. ills. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like 
at the, I don't got no like, job because such and such like took it, you know, like right, that's no, like the, Q, the QAnon stuff, which I don't support anything they do. Uh, clearly, I will say that clearly. Oh, we're not, yeah. we're not like political, but I, I will say that. But I, um, <laughs> the, the bar minimum, <laughs> the lowest bar. QAnon are crazy assholes. Don't come at us. But I'll know? say, like, it seems like can, people use the phrase conspiracy theory as a way to throw gas onto culture warfare, where there's all these, like, just politicized groups attacking each other. Or Alan, then- Alex Jones. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. the king of that yeah. yeah and it's like it's such bullshit because yeah. it's just like clearly like crisis prop- actors lost uh, yeah like, it's like propaganda for uh, like a very specific very like fucked up worldview and like not interested in it you know what i mean like then that's why i'm saying like it's a good it's a good asterisk for this episode like we're interested in conspiracy theories but we're interested in conspiracy theories that expand like i'm always interested in expansion yeah. over retraction saying that the yeah, grieving parents that lost children in a school shooting are crisis actors is a bullshit thing to do I'm, like that is so that's glad conspiracy. That, uh, that's just being an asshole he lost that lawsuit oh my god yeah, he's lost delightful. many lawsuits it's he's, delightful i love it it's anyway, just Chris, like yeah oh but no that was a really important aspect as like because we follow a lot you know i follow a lot of conspiracy threads too and sometimes it's like nope (laughs) i'm not even entertaining this bullshit you know what i mean uh but it has to do with uh, a race or religion yeah it's just like clearly scapegoating propaganda and it's bullshit but anyway yeah there's a venn diagram of i believe in bigfoot and then another big venn diagram of people that say i think uh tom hanks is uh uh running a pizza shop that you know eats children or whatever yeah 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 Yeah, we're gonna stay away from that part of the venn diagram of conspiracy theories going first who's going first i think it should go wait no paper rock scissors (laughs) all right your hands off screen and then on no, the count of three, yes. it has to be on screen. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust you enough. Tim. I don't trust Tim at all. <laughs> but what's a, what advantage is there to win? Like that's what I was saying. It doesn't oh, matter if you win or not. If you win, you go first, and then the other two people win. All right, winner goes first because I don't actually want to go the, first. All right, okay, all right. Doesn't matter. One, it doesn't really doesn't matter. Two, all right, ready? Three. Three. <laughs> so, holy. <laughs> All right, just to say, like, Chris did scissors, which beat me. I was paper, and I did paper, which beats Nate. He did rock. <laughs> I think I'm the, on a uh, delay anyway, so. Biting its tail in paper, rock, scissors, whatever that is. We just did it. I'll just, I'll go. That's fine. All right, yes. so I'm going to try to um, okay. yeah. say this as organized as I can. Wait, before you start, like, what kind of, like, ambiance, what kind of music should be on the background of your conspiracy theories? uh so really yeah. like like creepy monks maybe oh like off-key gregorian chants oh yeah maybe not like enigma like <laughs> <laughs> oh. it's definitely enigma definitely you know enigma before i get into it i will say the conspiracy i almost chose but didn't was that king charles when he was prince charles had nothing to do and he created a pseudonym named frank garrett and Mm. he would make really crude prank phone calls as frank garrett and he would call like big names and celebrities and there's apparently a lot of frank garrett youtube videos i didn't chase but i like that royalty is so bored that they just get reduced to just pranks yes like what what does anybody hey they're human too or are they that wasn't interesting enough though 
Okay, okay. So before I get to Jesus being an alien, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say another another conspiracy theory that I'm gonna tie into this. So I'm gonna sell like three or four of these, and then I'm gonna tie them all together. Okay. So the uh, one is that we are not visited by aliens because we're considered uh, a dark planet or a death planet. Um, excuse me, an intelligent life that is peaceful and advances their own people and technology looks at Earth and they see these horrible monsters where their bones grow out of their mouth and they rip flesh apart from other yeah. animals to consume it. And then they, they're like, Are, you're eating acid they have acid stomachs to digest their meat tearing mm -hmm. food uh, they they ingest poisons to relax hey, are the monsters us yeah that's what i'm Was saying this, uh, doc, doctor monsters. tim did you read that is that dr ellis silver because i did found that in the same research well if you look up uh, death worlders there's uh there's a few people that talk about i it. mean i don't want to be here i'd <laughs> like uh, I don't mean that in a depressive sort of way. I'm just saying, like, if the aliens want to take me off planet, I'd be interested in seeing what well, that's okay, like. Okay, so tie, tie into that. And so the uh, the current UAP experience and the people, some people have a lot of UAP experiences. I just finished that book, uh, The UFO of God, which has yeah. inspired my conspiracy, where uh, Chris Bledsoe had all these experiences. Chris Bledsoe's first experience was next to a river and he saw a burning ball of light and he later saw three the size of football fields. They were on fire and they chased him and he lost time and then soon like recovered it and all that. That was, and then he eventually saw these things. Um, and they were small like alien type things that you'd expect with these triangle upside down things on their chest. And they ended up communicating with him telepathically. Um, and so, fast forward again from that to the, all the, the uaps that are coming out now and the whistleblowers and everything the uh there is one quote unquote whistleblower that worked uh, uh, on the uh, genetic side of things and they had a phd they got all this clearance and stuff and they said they were dna sequencing the recovered bodies of these aliens. Whoa. And then That's it was the this Reddit thing. Yeah, it was it, a Reddit thing. There was thing. back and forth between uh, scientists on whether that was a, a good post yeah. or not. Right. And this guy, like, it was like, yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you printed it out, it was like 12 to 15 pages of just like, this guy knew what he was talking about, whether it was true to aliens or the conspiracy. But essentially what he was saying is these aliens, that's not their true body. That is a, a meat drone, essentially. Like they, they create these beings that act as their avatar, but they're real and they send them here to interact with us. And, uh. I, would, and I think they would do that for a couple reasons. One, we are the Death Eaters, right? Yeah. Why would they want to send their true selves if, if they are this wasp nest? The, and then every now and there, there's a really angry wasp that uh, sits down and meditates and is and drawing mandalas. And then the aliens might be like, that one might be cool, but I'm yeah. not going to go talk to it. I'm going to well, send my meat avatar to go talk to it. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. You might they, be cool. They couldn't send, <laughs> they couldn't send their, their, no biological thing is going to work well uh, with our uh, 
all the diseases. And, and also, like, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't know much about like speed of light travel, and like maybe it's a lot easier to not fucking put your body so, on that vessel, you know, yeah, or, or transdimensional travel, or like I'm not just. I'm getting to both of those things. So not okay. speed of light travel. So another breakthrough that just came out was they were able to measure gravitational waves. Yes, and, that's uh, a big to, thing. It's this is huge. like this is real. This is not conspiracy theory. That this is, is real. Like, that is real. They just they came out. That it was huge disclosure. Um, and what's big about it is it kind of confirms some of the spooky physics where and they would measure an electron and they were seeing the same electron in two different places doing the same thing. Yeah, like if you altered one, the other one will alter as well, even though it's in a different space. Right. Place. And so the gravitational wave, and I'm gonna I'm gonna skip all the science and just get to the, the <laughs> definition because I would fuck it up. I would I would recommend uh, you skipping the science. But <laughs> what, it, what it proves is that the same thing can be in two places simultaneously. Yeah. Whether it's just an electron or a big complex being like us, that's to be determined. But it, it sort of confirms that one thing can be in two places which if is a bit of a jump is the dimensional theory right yeah. like so there can be multi-dimension you can be the same thing in every dimension with all the possibilities um so we're tying all these things together but maybe that's how the uh the meat drones from the aliens are interacting if they're not hopping from one dimension to another or the fifth dimension down to our three dimensions maybe they're sending their meat drones as an avatar and with the gravitational wave stuff it's just they're controlling their avatar at home and it's interacting with us and they're getting like a you know their their google lens goggles of their meat avatar walking around or but, not or they're just putting their consciousness into the meat drone and driving it around huh. because they're way more advanced and i will say what's the difference between what you just said and putting on VR goggles and playing a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, um, the our, abduction our cousin and... Lee did a PhD and her whole, her whole thesis is about that, it, which yeah. if you haven't read it, I'll send you, it's open. It's cool, it, it ties consciousness to video games and the structures within it. And the, I mean, it was an architecture degree, so it kind of concentrated on that, but- Like on yeah, interior space. But she stuff. was able to sneak in all this consciousness stuff about that avatar is sitting and waiting for you. And once you pick it up, you are that, you're applying your consciousness to that avatar. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. It, you could be playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and it's real. It's the whole uh, Ender's Game thing. Yeah. So this whole convoluted thing, I'm if if you take all that in mind and look at look at religion. So if you look at religion and tie it to dimensional theories. So uh Christ said, I am the light, I am the way, and we're talking about heaven. Uh but we say heaven is up, but there is no up, right? Everything yeah. is perspective. What if what if what if the the whole thing is if he were a, another being saying you got to get out of that dimension and when you die you need to come to mine and this is how you do it xyz uh, you know the whole bible and everything if you follow me i will show you the way into the good dimension and then satan let's say we've talked about the devil if you want to go back and listen to that listen to us talk about it but let's say the devil just is like, you know what? This dimension is fine. Stay here. 
whether or not he's he's good or bad or like uh cheeky or whatever or like a pan type thing or a, a truly demonic to be selfish and keep your spirit on on this earthly realm because he doesn't want to be alone or something instead of getting uh, a higher consciousness off to the next plane that's to be determined but here's here's my evidence to maybe jesus was an alien and we will start with uh paintings so you listeners will have to Google these. But if you look at the crucifixion of Christ, which was painted in 1350 by Visoki, De... no, it is at the altar above of the Visoki Dakani Monastery in Cavoso. So that's V-I-S-O-K-I-D-A-N-I in Covoso, K-O-V-O-S-O. And if you look at it, and then... Which is right next to Kosovo. <laughs> right. There it's all the same again. So the, it's a triptych, and in the middle it's Jesus, and he's crucified. But if you look into the left, there is a orb with a man inside of it, flying yeah. in this guy. Ancient aliens. That is Ancient from 13 aliens. Next painting is the one that's in my background, but if you're listening, it's called The Miracle of Snow. It was painted around 1430 by Masolino de Panicale, The Miracle of Snow. And if you look, it's Jesus up in the sky with a circle around him, and there's yeah. a bunch of clouds, but those clouds look a lot like human beings, don't they? They do. They, they're flying in formation. Even. And they're, they're providing a gift from above. So that's... Okay, so another one. This is a really popular one in UFO community. The Madonna with Saint... Giovannino. Yeah, that's my favorite one you're talking the about. That's 1400s, really good. yeah, and it shows Madonna with St. Giovannino as a baby, and if you look in the background in the top right corner, there's a fucking UFO. The and, guy pointing at it. And there's a guy, like, with his head up, like, like, <laughs> like what the trying fuck? to blind the <laughs> yeah. sun. That's, the, that's my favorite one. And it is clearly a disc-like metal UFO with fire coming it's out pretty of it. Great. And she's trying to, like, she's hovering over her children as this thing's sort of flying in the background. And apparently there's, like, a dog with the man barking at the UFO. So dogs can see it, too. Just saying. Yeah. The same as, like, with ghosts. Wait, dogs um, can't look up? They apparently can't. <laughs> just so, uh, uh, real quick, another one. Triumph of Summer Tapestry from 1538. If you look in the upper left-hand corner, there is a very UFO-shaped UFO. Another one is, uh, this is my second favorite. It's the Baptism of Christ but uh -huh. in, in 1710. That's uh, It's by the Dutch artist Eert de Gilde. A-E-R-T de G-E-L-D-E. -E. And it's uh, it's Christ in the distance being being baptized, and it's was it called Chiroscuro, where like it's really focal light on him and everything else is yeah, dark. Yeah. But if you look in the sky, there's a disc like UFO, and it has four rays beaming down laser beams onto Jesus. Nice. Yeah. So well, I, always, I always thought that you know, like the Annunciation paintings too. Like I was really into those in grad school thinking yeah. like you know a lot of them it's like you like some of the famous ones were of enunciation is you see like the mary figure and there's like a single bullet of light like coming out of the sky and striking her like it's yeah, not I love that it's, one. yeah it's like definitely like like uh it, i don't know it seems very alien or like you know other like the other is reaching in and they're like oh the otherness is like like divinity and i was like well it definitely looks more like a bullet <laughs> 
like coming out like shooting her pregnant with uh no i like it i i like it let's i'm gonna i'm gonna read a, a passage from ezekiel oh sweet right out isn't ezekiel the, the crazy one <laughs> it's <laughs> an amazing one but there's also stuff out of Genesis and out of, I like, I oh, pulled yeah. a lot, but this is the, this is a good one. So this is a good one for like the monk chanting or like creepy noise in the background. So Ezekiel one, chapter one, <clears throat> in my 13th year in the fourth month on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles in the Kabar river, the heavens were open and I saw visions of God on the fifth of the month. It was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiakushin. The, uh, I don't know how to say that. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzi, by the Kibar River in the land of the Babylonians. There the hand of the Lord was on him. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense Ooh. cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. I'm picturing like closer encounters of the third kind. Right. All right, continue. In the fire was that looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings on the four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. Like, come on, man, that's in the Bible. Yeah. Is that, you're, that's not Jesus. So you're thinking it's Jesus is an alien or jesus came from a ufo what's the conspiracy here so the conspiracy is that jesus was one of them and he came to this dark planet with all the people tearing flesh apart that were like barbaric and and he was the first one right and he was like you know what uh let's send one of ours down as a spokesman which is what he was in the bible too a spokesman for god as his son or whatever um but as this other being or this higher dimensional being to advance us to the next dimension to the next level but you know what we did we fucking killed him right yeah, we fucked it up we fucked it i've up. seen and, prometheus i know this story right and so we they, <laughs> he, he died for our sins uh that we're born with right we're born with the sin of being this dark planet these dark terrible people that kill each other and do these awful things and destroy the planet. And all we do is kill and build and consume and spread. And so he was like, I have the way I have a better way. Graham, kill him. He has a better way. Let's get him. And then, so we killed him and he was like, well, I'll come back, but I'm not going to tell you when. And then fast forward 2000 years, we're not doing any better, but I guess we're getting close because they're starting to show up again that yeah, you know maybe, if, yeah, if you're yeah. a believer maybe it'll be the second coming and it will be christ but it won't be what we think it'll be out of one of the alien UAPs. uaps all right all right i like the uh i'm trying to i'm trying to paraphrase this as a conspiracy theory in my like head like do i believe that like yeah sure i guess i i don't know i don't know if he was a real person i i feel weird about it i'm trying to think alien stuff i mean definitely aliens were fucking with all of those people back then and i guess well, so or not you know like so here's the difference is like there's credibility in the back back then so moses sees a burning bush everyone's like oh that's cool you saw a burning bush if yeah i've heard moses about was your, <laughs> yeah if your your neighbor came up to you and be like oh man i just saw this crazy thing i saw this burning bush you'd be like 
uh get out (laughs) are you smoking that bush like like no no, that's just it because our world's flat like i imagine like you you have no idea anything about the world like i would believe everything see also (laughs) you you bring up the the, uh moses and the burning bush the fire again you see fire and you hear communication and the uap the aliens whatever they they speak telepathically they just have their voice and their thoughts and their wants and needs in their head that they're trying to communicate so if it was that you see this fire a bush is round maybe you saw a burning bush like a round yeah. fire or <laughs> so and I guess they're just telling him like these are things you need to know but they're not using their mouths they're using the tele- what i like about it is it's optimistic because it suggests that the aliens are like trying their damnedest to like help us out like oh no 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 let's go down there but we'll like try to be cool and we'll teach them how to be cool and not like let's steal all of their organs <laughs> like or well, like they're breed, also one of the breed with, with them to, the aliens, there could be two factions right so there's good and evil there's demons and oh yeah yeah okay so i'll take that i just need there not to be like i don't necessarily trust the optimism in that like they're just trying to like help us out by like sending like alien ambassadors maybe a portion i i would almost be like well they're trying to manipulate us with their alien ambassadors but but um maybe i'm a little pessimistic about um the intentions of extraterrestrials Nate, but you're right, maybe uh so going back to one time after church when we were kids I was going to say a long time ago. Yeah, it was, uh, we probably went to a Saturday mass or whatever, but I remember they talked about the Holy Spirit touching people. And this was, I was probably 11 freaking years old. I was like, you know, and we're all in the car getting our 15 cents uh hardy's the shake of the month at arby's shake the month at arby's yeah oh yeah Yeah. but like yeah we're in line doing that and i was like well i don't think that the holy spirit is a real thing i think that was a ufo and that ufo was beaming lasers onto their heads and i don't even know what movie i saw at the well, time that's at like, that age, if you were like, 11 that's like pre-90s you know like that's so in awesome. the 80s yeah yeah, yeah. Well, you were ahead the, of the game maybe flight of the navigator i'd seen or something no well, they don't have lasers like oh yeah they did they shine well i don't know i guess the i was, ex- I was still thinking the about explorers it with ethan hawk and River oh, yeah. Phoenix. Oh, was yeah. before you were jaded and you were a country boy right out of eagle rock and you were just <laughs> more open to the truth man oh, maybe so yeah. I, I i don't think that so i'm gonna put my spin on that and i think that and again i'm all about the consciousness part of it yeah and in avatar could be i think that the uh in the theory on a lot of the ufos they are driven by conscious not necessarily by a physical person moving it like you keep talking about um like it's putting on your headset type thing yeah, but but why not meditate? Like you build your UFO, you sit there and meditate, move your consciousness into the UFO and then fly it around. Or even you send a robot to fly it around on a planet. Or you send something to build your the gray or whatever other 
biological thing that can exist on the planet because you and I cannot fly to the closest planet and walk around. Even if it has life on it, it will never happen. Like you'll instantly turn to ooze and be infected and the air won't be right. You just can't, you're, you're dialed in for earth. So what do you do? You build a, a body that can take your, that you build this, this vessel that can be on the planet. And then you just project your consciousness into it. And then you steer it around for a while. I think where, where humans are weird, right. Is, or at least this time in humanity is we're obsessed with the objective technology of like, eventually Elon Musk is going to let us download our brains or blah, blah, blah. And then that can move over. You don't have to do that. You are, you already have a consciousness that could probably do that. If we were like, a little more evolved, but we're not there yet. And I think that if there's an alien species that is more evolved and can like move their consciousness freely from their physical body on planet Zoltar and in, mm-hmm. in, into a UFO that, that has been built millennia later in uh, on earth and fly around and check it out. Why wouldn't you do that? But why, there why is would no it have to be at, at Zoltar? Why why can't it just be on from Earth, just a different dimension? And then for them, it's easy. Oh, they oh adjust, I like the. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Or dimension, or there is no time and space. The whole thing is like what I'm just saying is I don't think it necessarily has to be technology based. And I like your theory of Jesus as an alien, but I don't necessarily think it's like we think of like a gray alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It could be I, I like. I could I could see it as uh, just a more that your high, a higher self of sure, human. It's like a like consciousness the- based like other like it, like you know what I mean. It could be like a different reality, the consciousness from a different dimension, or a consciousness from like the collective unconscious, like manifesting. So like alien being used very loosely as non-human. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, so, yeah, no. Yeah, and that's the whole God thing. And, it, and or it's like, showing yeah. up like UFOs and stuff like in the sky, but they're more like optical anomalies for people who, trying to interpret stuff they don't understand, which is like a, a collision of dimensional shifts or something where like... I'm I, like, dumb- uh, I like the ma- mantra. It's like, um... Nama Savaya or Shivaya or whatever I bow to my higher self, like something like that. And if you take it and if you look at all the older Eastern religions that kind of started out that way, I think uh, Christianity or Jesus is like just a great follow up. And it's such a good religion, like at its basis, especially with like the Gnosticism until about yeah, 400 yeah, yeah. AD when the Catholics like just crushed the Gnostics. But yeah. Here's my homework for you and Nate and any of the listeners. Set your intention as wanting to have an experience and also with the background information projecting into the universe that you're one of the good ones. You're not going to hurt them. You're not going to shoot at them or throw a taco at them or a rock. Or that you already receive like information. You are ready. So, but I'm afraid. So I've been a little hesitant. I'm going to try that. But I'm still fucking two scared, man. You, just, scared you got to yeah. try it, and you got to go camping the same night. But but here's the thing, too. It's it's like 
No, but but if you're you're scared already and you're like, I want to experience, you're gonna have a scary experience. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I'm trying to get in the right like, mindset. Here, like, like, you gotta get your head out of the but scary. Here's the thing. I'm here's scared. The... I'm gonna have experience. It's gonna be like, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm the scariest possible thing you can see. No, but Nate, you you walk out into your backyard with your dogs and you look over and you see a four foot tall thing with red eyes staring at you, saying. I don't know, without a mouth or whatever. <laughs> and you're like, chill out, chill out, chill out. Be like, hey, oh, yeah, it's, it's a hard reaction. I'm yeah. a double Libra. I'm cool with this. What's yes. up, man? <laughs> a double Libra would be cool with that. I'm not a fucking double Libra, though. I'm no, like, you're not. Anyway, that's too too long on me. Too long on me. And uh, Chris, you and Nate have to paper rock scissors for you guys. Uh, Chris can do it. Okay. You're just one, Chris. All right. As long as I win once once a day i gotta win something that's my win for the day thank you uh, wait. Uh, what's that song all i do is win 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 no matter what the, the no, Ellie used to sing that one thing yeah i i don't know i don't i don't know what music i'll have i'll probably you know what you know what i have the perfect conspiracy for um Bardcore, so I'm just gonna have a bunch of bardcore. There's so many good bardcore songs. I love bardcore. No, I was listening to a podcast and I had never heard of this conspiracy theory. Uh, Tim, you imply that you might know what this one is. My uh, guess is that Shakespeare isn't real, he's multiple people. Ooh, ooh, you got me. Hey, do you know much about this theory? Uh, no, I don't know the I've details. Have you, see, I had never heard of it. And so we're gonna talk about it a little bit and, and maybe I'll, you can talk about like what you've heard and what you haven't heard, but I've gotten, I was listening to a podcast and- Why don't you just name the podcast? Well, I was listening to Ultra Culture with Jason Louv. He had it on his podcast, um, uh, Alan Green. So he had Alan Green on, and Alan Green is like kind of this this figurehead uh, for this like Shakespeare is not actually the person we think he is um, movement. And it's really, I was like, oh my God. And I got really into it. And then on the Gaia channel, you know, the Gaia streaming service, no. I actually had to get us, well, Go to Gaia.com. Uh, Tim, you're obviously not new agey enough if you don't. Yeah, know I, I, I always just ignore it because I get like Gaia TikTok stuff, you know, like on the Instagram stories. But but I went, I actually paid for a month of Gaia just to get Alan Green's series called Shakespeare Decoded. And I've crammed in for us to talk about it briefly. Unfortunately, this guy has for the last 20 years gone super fucking deep into. Uh, uh, this theory, and it is too much for me to process, especially after I've been drinking Jägermeister <laughs> since we started this nice. podcast. But anyway, I, I thought what? I could Why would you drink that? Because it happened to be here for some reason. I don't really know why. I didn't buy it. It's just here, so I'm drinking it. Anyway, um, so I, I did do some research into it. I can give you the fundamentals, but for all of our listeners, this is more of an introduction to it. I think it's fascinating. But yeah, Tim is right. Shakespeare is not who we think he is he is not a he is not this is shakespeare is not a single person um it's a couple of people and the shakespeare plays and sonnets aren't what they seem to be either it's very interesting it is an attempt from very enlightened people from the renaissance to project 
um, kind of occulted information into the future uh, using the sonnets, which would have been suppressed by the church at the time of the release. Now, before we get into why, the what, the when, and the how, let's just talk about Shakespeare. Because you know what? I don't know much about Shakespeare. I went to public high school, the exact same one. You were the in the theater you. group there for a while too. I know, but it doesn't matter. It was like, I didn't learn anything ever about anything until like after I graduated from fucking art school, which wasn't exactly the integral. Yeah, we all graduated, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I don't know a lot about Shakespeare other than, you know, what I learned from Shakespeare in Love, <laughs> that movie, and or like Romeo and Juliet, the, the you know, you know the place, you know the sonnets, you know a couple of the things. Here's a couple things I didn't know about Shakespeare that I think we should all know. These are facts, so this is not the conspiracy part. This is uh -oh. factual. So the, the, the majority of people who are Shakespeare experts believe that Shakespeare was a man from Stratford, England. He lived and he died. He wrote a bunch of really play, uh, really amazing plays, super popular while alive, plays, poems, sonnets, the most famous writer of the time. Some people argue today, one of the, the, the most important writers of like human history, right? Here's a couple things about, let's talk, let's talk about Shakespeare that the, Strat, the Stratfordarians is what we'll call them, call it. So they believe that a man born Gulielmus uh, Shakespeare in Stratford. Well, two names uh, is Gulielm Gulielmus. No, Gulielmus is his first name, which sometimes means William in Latin. Yeah, sure. Uh, Shakespeare, which is not spelled like Shakespeare, uh, was born in Stratford, England. He wrote the greatest literary works in Western history, and then um, he died there and the end, right? So let's talk about. Wait, hold on. It's like, yeah, my name's William. It's spelled G A L E E G U L I E L M U S. Let's talk about Galilmus here, who to this day, you know, you go to the, the, in Stratford, England, you go to his grave. They're like, this is Shakespeare. Here's some interesting facts about Shakespeare. There are no original manuscripts written in Shakespeare's hand. Did you know that? Not a single manuscript exists, right? Well, that signed by Shakespeare. They were all written by other people saying, oh, this was written by Shakespeare. There's nothing, there's no original that said, ah, Hamlet, the original by Shakespeare. Doesn't exist. Um, the most famous writer in history in the 1500s never wrote a single letter in his entire life. No one ever received a letter from him. Also, no one ever wrote a letter to Shakespeare. There's not a single note or letter <laughs> left over by William Shakespeare that is, this is all factual stuff. Um, let's see, second of all, there are no receipts, no receipts to him. So uh, there, are, there's no evidence. They kept that he was, uh, land records and stuff back then, well, right? Well, no, like, no, no. But so you look at all of his contemporaries, like all the other people who are also making plays and things, you can find historical documents that show receipts that paid him. And there is uh, not a single yeah. document that shows he was ever paid for any of his things. Um, uh, let me keep going here. Uh, no correspondence. When he died, no one may note of it. Here's another. <laughs> Nobody uh, cared. No one cared. Let, let's now talk. So, so that's kind of crazy, right? Oh, there's no signature. There's no Shakespearean signature. Now, there are eight 
different Shakespearean signatures on not original documents, they're all spelled differently and all in different handwriting. So there is actually no confirmed Shakespeare signature. Also, no one remembers seeing Shakespeare. <laughs> like, there's this like really weird thing, like Shakespeare kind of wasn't around um, during the height of his fame. I find that very odd. So let's talk about the man that the Stratfordians or the Holy Trinity Church would say is Shakespeare. Uh, he was kind of an asshole. The greatest <laughs> literary like author in the world owned no books. He owned no books when he died. This is the man that the church is saying is Shakespeare. He owned no books. He went, he never went to school. He was uneducated. Uh, when he died, his will is found, the will to the guy that lived in uh, Stratford, did never, never listed that he ever wrote a poem in his life or a play or anything, or that he was ever even a literary agent. Like he was just a guy. How did this guy make a living? He was a grain dealer. <laughs> So Shakespeare from Stratford dealt grain and he was an asshole. He sued his neighbors over pennies for no, for like land disputes. He was wanted for taxes in London uh, and he was known for price gouging the locals during a famine, which kind of goes against the fact that the man who wrote, the quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven. So basically this like asshole, illiterate, uneducated man named Shakespeare in Stratford is now listed as Shakespeare. Like, like But, but why would they go back then to the conspiracy? Why would they why would they create the co conspiracy that yeah. he died back then? Why why would they do that? Yeah, it's a very interesting story. Um, why is the question? So it kind of has to do with the other players. So uh, scholars, including people like Mark Twain started this. Mark Twain wrote a book, um, Is Shakespeare Dead? There is some stuff that wasn't adding up correctly. Um, so why would they do this and who did it? That's the conspiracy theory. And it's actually pretty fascinating. If you want to look any of this stuff up, go to tobeornottobe.org. They lay out a lot of this stuff. And the story I want to tell is actually uh, the story of Alan Green, who's this, uh, Alan Green was a pianist, uh, a kind of successful piano player and composer. And he randomly got into this. He's going to make a musical, a musical about Shakespeare, uh, conspiracy as like kind of a lark, like as a, as a joke. And then he got completely sucked into it. It gets pretty deep and it's really hard to talk about. So I'll glaze, glaze over it, but I want to talk about the end of the story because it's so fascinating. I, I feel like here's where it goes off the rails. When no, no. you start coding things like oh, if no. you look hey. on Exodus page two, no, no, it goes off the rails 100%, and I'm not a 100% believer in all the stuff it goes off. But here's what's really cool. This is the culmination of the decoded story. All the codes pointed to one thing, which is in the Holy of Holies, the marble top of the at the grave of Shakespeare in Stratford, all the evidence, all the secrets are hidden in the altar stone. So all Catholic church has an altar stone. It's a very big, heavy two ton stone that sits as the altar at the head of the church. He has determined through the coding, interpreting the coding of all the sonnets and the plays that inside of that, all the secrets, who Shakespeare was, 
It's all proof. It's all in there. He knows that other people had approached them to see if they would scan it, or he knew that they would say no. So he did some Mission Impossible shit. So if you go up to the Holy Trinity Church in Stratford, it is surrounded with uh, security CCTV cameras. At the actual altar, they have uh, chemical sprays. So if you get too close or you touch the thing, it sprays you with a chemical so they can like a they can prosecute you later. Like a tracer? Yeah, like a tracer. Like there's some serious, serious security around this place, which is kind of weird, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) I just use bees for that. I keep some bees. (laughs) Keep bees. So you move it and it happens. So he he knew that they would never let him in there. So this is what he did. He knew that they also have some money issues. Like they're a nonprofit. They're like, they charge $5 to go check out the Shakespeare like grave. They make a little bit of money. They knew that they were doing construction. So he is like, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. I'm going to help you raise 60,000 pounds to get your windows replaced because that's what you're doing. They're like, oh, that's awesome. And then he was like, I would love to do a fundraiser for you guys. Can I do a Shakespeare like musical, like piano rendition in your like chapel? They're like, yeah, as a fundraiser, that's awesome. We had a fa- something fell through in our calendar. Let's make it happen. So this is what he did. He made giant banners and he like placed them around and he got the musicians including himself and they put the the church has like a really expensive piano he put the piano next to the holy of holies so they had to disable the chemical sprayers because they wouldn't want to fuck up the piano and then uh he had this whole concert and the banners were like blocking angles of view the piano had to disable all the chemical sprayers and then he asked for the final song for mood to be played by candlelight. And he had a documentary crew recording this as a fake documentary crew. They, the last song he played by candlelight, which gave him six minutes, disabled all the CCTV because they don't operate in low light. So while he was playing his final song, he had a radar specialist <laughs> and a secondary secret team of documentarians literally crawling on the floor behind the altar while he was like, this actually totally happened. While they were playing it, they did a full radial scan. This of, is on Gaia? Yeah. No, this I'll, give actually, it to, I'll give it to Gaia. The, it's seven days for free, by the way. By the way, it's all recorded. He had a fake documentary crew in the front as like centrifuge, whatever it's called, uh, to like record the thing. Then he had a separate documentary team come in. Literally, they're crawling on the floor in the candlelight disabled with night vision and doing a couple passes at the marble, two-ton marble stone, looking for a hidden chamber. And then they snuck back out and they're like, thank you very much, blah, 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 and they left. So here's the thing, all altar stones have a small compartment the size of a bread box where they put like a a sacred artifact. So it's how you know it's like a special altar, like there's a saint finger bone in there or something. In this particular altar, instead of a, say, five inch by six inch hole, there is a there was a they did confirm they sent all the evidence off to two different radial imaging people to like confirm it secondarily um, an 80 inch by 30 inch compartment with stuff in it, like lots of stuff in it in the marble and this is pure marble you had to carve this shit out That's you don't just so awesome you don't yeah. just randomly carve it wow uh, so instead of like something that's big enough to stick uh, car keys in it is completely the length 
yes of this uh pedestal looking thing yeah it's 250 times and it's confirmed it's filled with stuff <laughs> it's so fucking cool um and uh i like how the website looks like it's from 1998 um you know it, it, it <laughs> he's an older gentleman yeah <laughs> which by the way I looked it up. Gwyneth Paltrow. How old do you think she was? Uh, when she did Shakespeare in Love? Yeah, just guess. Don't look at it. Like 17. 25. Tim? 17. 26. Guess how old she is now? 93. 45. 68. 50. Oh my God. We're, we're old. So anyway, he so he goes to the church and he's like, look, I've proved there's something in there. Just open it. And they're like, no. But the thing is, he was like, it's so fucked up. Like, if they do believe he's Shakespeare, that's Shakespearean shit in there. Like, what if that's the only copy of Hamlet signed by Shakespeare in like talk about money problems? No, they already they already opened it up a long time ago. Well, it takes a lot of work to open it. It would take like cranes and I mean but they own the place. Yeah, they why do. But anyway, so whatever it is, well, then why would they leave the stuff in there? You know, I, I don't, I don't think they've opened it. It's more like bureaucracies just won't let them open it. But so, so all this, I've been talking for too long. So I, I would say, look at the, go ahead and get like seven day free trial of Gaia.com. And there's <laughs> other stuff on Gaia too, that I really want to see. There is actually good stuff on I there. I hate to do it just because there's like some so like cheesy. gut-wrenching new ag stuff on there that i just can't do yeah but, but there's some good stuff in there but anyway um you can listen to alan uh alan green on the ultra culture podcast he talks about it all right nate what's the earth right, nate you're up earth is a prison planet so what kind, of, what kind of music are we listening to you here uh whatever you want that's dealer's choice on this one okay what does the fuck say And there's two ways to go, and then at the end, I'm going to disagree with myself. Uh, I like what intrigued me about the, the prison planet theory, and there's a couple. And one, I have to discredit, Alex Jones has a book out, by the way, called Prison Planet or something. I'm not talking anything about that because he's talking about New World Order and like some terrible racist stuff. That is not the theory, conspiracy theory I'm going with. Good. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. So let's clarify that now because yeah. unfortunately I found that after like an hour of research and I was like, well, obviously it's not going to be that. Um, <clears throat> so there's two, two parts to this. You know, one... One is like, we have to look at it as like an objective prison. And then another theory as a, as a kind of subjective prison that we're in. So we'll start with the, the, uh, the first one, which is in, uh, which is the sillier one in kind of an objective prison. And this, this kind of, and, and I, it's going to tie in almost completely with the subjective prison that we could be setting ourselves up with. So Going back, what intrigued me about this was there's a whole Reddit thread. I talked about it in the past thing, 
like there's a, a Reddit group, I think it's called Stay Away from the White Light, which is like fucking hilarious. Like their whole thing is like there's these reptilians that are uh, oppressing the earth and reincarnation is a trap. And it's this whole, all these thousands of people like type in it. They're like, oh yeah, I'm never going to the light and all that stuff. And I think it's freaking hilarious, uh, you know, because like our whole society, everything's like, you know, head down you the like tunnel with the light. Like yeah, the light at the, the light. end of the tunnel is a trap. You're just going to be reincarnated. Avoid the light. Yeah, and it's like the, um, if the light on that fish that eats you, you know, like it's <laughs> the lure, it's the light. Well, it's going to send you right back to Earth and be reincarnated into another body. But, but but here's the thing. One, I love it. Like, and the ridiculousness of it all, like, just like, is hilarious. So, diving into the prison planet thing, we're gonna go. We're gonna get, dial it back uh, first a couple thousand years, and that's to my favorite religion, which is Gnosticism, uh, in the Christian Gnostics. Until the the Catholics, like we talked about earlier, annihilated them around four hundred. AD and luckily there was like in Egypt, there was this massive treasure trove of buried information that showed up in the forties. And that's why we have the information outside of the um, Kabbalion and all the stuff from before that, like there's actual like awesome documentation because before that there was only documentation about- Yeah, there's very little. Well, it was always like from the oppressor, like the Catholics, like we destroyed the evil Gnostics, you know, but really, they weren't evil at all. You know, they were the OG Christian religion, uh, which uh, uh, they believed in reincarnation. And it was uh, like this whole different thing. It was a very subjective uh, and, and personal experience to God. Like you meditate and find God within and all this other stuff. The, the Gnostics were like, we're, we're living in a simulation more or less. And the real world's a lot better. It's outside of that. So in a, in a a, a different kind of way like it's you're trying to escape the prison of of this life and then i think i would say like christianity in general has that kind of vibe to it like you're trying like you're you toil away at earth so in the future you can go on to the next level the gnostic still had that except i think it wasn't quite as black and white it was yeah. more of a like and nothing is real at all you know yeah. like you have to we're trapped here because it through your own disillusionment like you're trapped yeah. within the confines of earth and or whatever and because of the what is it the dulia the deluge the the, the bad god like the the fake god but yes yeah that's but, but good. No, was, yeah if any, i was i was gonna say just a plug if anyone wants to know like detailed information about the gnostics and Gnosticism. Listen to what magic is this episode on yeah. the Gnostics because it is absolutely detailed. There you go. <laughs> I listen to it. Listen to that comeback. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's it's it, way more informed than me. Also, if you look up some Graham uh, Graham Hancock lectures on YouTube, uh, he's fantastic. The my favorite part was the the flood. You know, like if you look at Noah's flood as punishing evil, it wasn't really about punishing evil, it was punishing humanity because they were too close to godliness. 
and they were too they were like almost a, of you know they in in the astral they weren't on the earthly plane so he flooded out the whole society which goes back i think it's interesting because it it plays into like all the ufo theories and stuff right now about like pre civilization civilizations right like in in all this weird stuff but he want he flooded it out or god flooded everything uh so humans would be toil and be preoccupied by by their earthly affairs which i think is a a, a whole awesome better way to look at the flood is it wasn't that like people are evil let's punish them no they were getting a little too high up you know mentally yeah, let's them bring them things to clean up and take care of so they're yeah. like getting close to me all right fat fast forward to uh i think it was like the 1890s or something the only re the reason earth would be a prison and it was kind of one of the philosophers from the 1890s and i didn't write his name down i guess but the the problem is all of joy is relief from pain and he kept taking everything back from life is pain and everything is pain. And of course, in Victorian times, there's probably was a lot more pain than there is now, but it, it's every, no matter what, whether it's like uh, any emotion you have, any, any, anything he could describe in his writing was just in uh, you're alleviating a type of physical or mental pain. Uh, so why why would Earth be anything other than you know a prison for the soul or whatever? So there's that part. I didn't like really go into it um, because I didn't dig it that much. And we're gonna fast forward a little farther into 1998 with the. Was that Schopenhauer, by the way? I'm trying to remember the name. I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. the 1890s guy that was like, life is pain. Like yeah, yeah, he would be the equivalent of the professional. Yes, always, always like this. Always like this. Always <laughs> um, but like similar time period, nineteen ninety eight. I would take uh, Dark City. You know, oh. With, oh, yeah, yeah, man, Rufus Sewell. Man, I was talking about Dark City yesterday. I fucking love that movie in in my my college years. It's so good. Like, it's just how does uh, no one know this movie? And I love Rufus Sewell because of it. It's yeah, such a it, new war. It's like a new war sci-fi goth. I mean, it's so good. It's yeah, all the like stuff. Thirties, forties. Like, was it by the same guy that did The Crow? I don't know. No, I don't. Know. The Maybe. Director? Um, I don't know. It Kiefer Sutherland and oh, I forgot Kiefer Sutherland was in it. Oh my yeah, god, it's so good. Yeah, he's it's in 1998. It. Jennifer Connelly, Kiefer Sutherland, Rufus Sewell. So good. Guess who fucking directed the movie? Who the guy, the from guy that directed the crow? <laughs> <laughs> Man, was it like kind of a great little like? If you don't want to watch it, movie. Um, Doom Generation, the podcast, did an episode on it and a recap. Oh, they did. And that is how I know it was the Crow director. That's where I pulled that out. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah, great, great movie. But I, I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But uh, the, the concept is there are these the strangers that you don't know who they are, uh, but they screw with people's lives. And it, it, it and every it's time and memory are changed constantly every night yep. 
people they'll they'll take a person change their memory rearrange change the, it rearrange everything and if you if you really look into it it's kind of like a, they're doing they are a species or whatever they are they don't have consciousness and it's like they're playing with like they're trying to dissect what is consciousness within people and you know discover what what really is good or evil or what what makes you know human human so uh similar to in dark city how the strangers were messing with people just to like learn more about themselves or their past or what consciousness is like mm-hmm. uh that's happening to earth all earthlings right now we just don't realize it yeah. and whether that's a, a reincarnation trap or um you know just like physically changing stuff that you don't realize uh, personally, I like my favorite story that I have is I had I'm way into lucid dreaming, of course. Yeah. And like, uh, what I've, I had a dream uh, a few weeks ago, and a high school friend of mine were walking and chatting and kept jamming his thumb into my back over and over again. And it hurt really bad. And I was like, why are you doing that? He's like, I don't know. Don't worry about it. He kept talking, then he'd jam his thumb even farther in my back. I was like, no, seriously, just hurts so bad god and then uh a couple weeks ago mary was like scratching my back or something she's like how'd you get this weird scar across your back right here it's like a perfect scar right across the back i was like i've never hurt my back right there she's and i have like a scar Ooh. in the spot where like he was jamming his thumb at the same time nate while you're talking about that nate had a skin thing on his forehead uh, yeah i totally got rid of it in a lucid dream <laughs> and it's not there anymore whoa no, I had a, a big i have pictures of it like this big brown spot showed up like a age spot or melanoma or something and i actually still have i made a it wasn't uh, melanoma but it was i don't know what it is but i made an appointment at a dermatologist and so what i lucid dreamed i was like uh oh i need to get rid of this thing on my head and i like scraped it off and did all this stuff in my head and then i woke up and it was gone and that's awesome you you can ask mary it's gone so uh going into more of a spiritual or consciousness thing with the prison planet and this goes back to bob monroe and tom delange or whatever is a bob monroe fan and that was that uh all of these dimensional interdimensional creatures are feeding off of our emotions and experiences and they're just Yes, the luge. And they're following us around. And Tom DeLonge sucked onto that, which Bob Monroe created the whole luge scenario. Tom DeLonge luge the luge. Exactly. But but anyway, so that's like the, the, the thing is like we live on a prison planet and like all the aliens and interdimensional beings and everything are sucking our energy off. And we're like cattle just walking around living our lives. And every like time the Matrix. We, like the matrix every time we try to ascend or we're almost there consciously then there's a big flood and then we have to toil around in the subjective world until yeah. we build back uh you know built so so everybody can suck off of suck us off 
<laughs> As they and say on Ghost. Make that a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they say on Ghost. Like, um, like whenever it's just sucking. No, off. no. In Ghost, the TV show Ghost, when somebody ascends to heaven, they're like, another one of us got sucked off. And the 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 nineties terrible politician goes, it's like, don't tell them what it means. Other <laughs> goes. Nice. So there you go. That was, that was my awesome. Conspiracy. All right, so I'll say yours is not one that I'm 100% into for the opposite of like Chris's because I, I like mine was more optimistic and yours is like the shitty pessimistic <laughs> view of no, the exact was, same thing. That always scared me. I mean, I, we've talked about that theory a little bit before. It was like, oh my God, the light would be a trap. Oh shit. Like it's, it's actually adds like cosmic horror to the idea of like, like this very traditional like trope about dying right we've been conditioned to want to go to the light just like a cow has been conditioned to be led to the slaughterhouse yes. without yeah, panicking I, I, again like that's that's my conspiracy theory i'm not saying i i don't believe right, it right, i think right. there could no. be maybe the, in dark city maybe there are like uh dimensional beings or future distant aliens that are messing with us because they can uh but that doesn't mean that it's really a prison and i think that my favorite uh the best thing that would illustrate this was the midnight gospel episode of the prison planet oh man that is such a good series that everybody needs to watch on that it's sad it's it's every episode is like phenomenal it's a podcast uh, but really that it's really animation is important though animation's so good but that that prison planet one i think uh everyone should watch that at least once because it's beautiful that was one of my uh comfort shows there for a while just put it on what is that sound i'm feeling a little tired and you're you're looking a little thirsty so i'm gonna go ahead and leave i don't know what's gonna happen after this i imagine that we're gonna nate and i are gonna go into this the closest tavern we can <laughs> and try to haggle our way with jokes for for a drink hey well what are you boys doing here in my oh, a, tavern? You're a new bartender. We're no, I'm the same bartender. I forgot what I'm supposed to sound like. <laughs> uh, well, we'd like, we have no money to pay you for your well, delicious drinks. Well, you all drinks. know how it works. You're here every month. You have to earn a ranch alcoholic carbonated beverage. Uh, yes, okay. If you don't have any coin. Okay. And y'all uh, have never had any coin nor anything no. of value. <laughs> uh, I, bartender, I just wanted you to know that I once debated a flat earther. He stormed off saying he had walked to the edge of the earth to prove me wrong. But I'm sure he'll come around eventually. I give you no ranch drink for that, but I'll show you the bottle from a distance. Uh, that's all I really wanted. You can see <laughs> anyway, the brand that we I was trying to come up with a conspiracy joke. There aren't a lot. <laughs> You know, if, if if you ever need to like uh, talk to somebody at at a at a bar or something, a good uh, a good icebreaker is to talk about global warming. Ah, uh, yes, it's so an icebreaker. You don't be even looking at the bottle for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I when I say it, I'd I'd give you a shot of me ranch drink if you had said 
why do ducks have tail feathers? And the answer is to cover their butt quacks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that one of our That's why you ended up on the other side of the bar. Right. I Dear opened bartender. this uh, uh, in, and y'all are loitering at this point. Well, you two can leave the bar thirsty today. I don't think you earned anything. I, you know what? I agree. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm afraid oh, your no. DNA is backwards. And? and? <laughs> uh, I'm putting the glasses up. You can yeah, try again. You're, kick, you're kicking everyone out. <laughs> I'm blinking the lights and I'm playing really loud hip-hop music instead of bardcore to try to get people's attention. Yes. Like yes. Can you, can you, you at least let show. us exit this bar with some good bardcore music? Hey, I'll give you each a shot of my ranch drink if you play some decent bardcore music as an outro. All right, all right, okay. So on a, a one, a two, a three, a go. Yeah, I'd be into this. <laughs> All yes. right, I'll pour you both a drink. Here, here, you earned it with not with jokes, but with the bardcore. I'll I'll tap my foot 